So like I said, this morning we're going to be hearing from multiple voices in our body um, regarding the 21 days of fasting that we have coming up. And we wanted to do this that um, so it's clear that it's not just the leadership in the church that's fasting or has something to say about fasting, but it's in fact everyone who has ever fasted has something to say about fasting, whether it's a positive experience and you felt very close to God or a seemingly negative experience when all you felt was crabby throughout the whole fast. Um, everyone has an experience if they've, if they've actually fasted. And so we're inviting everyone here um, to fast in one of the three tracks that we have um, laid out before us. We have a food fast, where we can fast from any sort of food, whether it's a complete fast from food, um, or from certain elements of food like sweets, or alcohol, or um, anything else you can think of that you might say no to, um, to become more aware of God. You also might fast from negativity. Um, a negativity fast is saying no to those negative influences in our lives and saying yes to more positive feelings about God. And then finally, we might have a digital fast. Um, and this is where we might break away from some of our digital devices and some of the electronic inputs we have so that we can become more aware of God without distractions. Um, and I, what, something I want to say on the front end is that fasting is not about the strength of our willpower. Um, a lot of people might go into a fast and say, I'm going to do this fast really, really well. I am, I'm ready. I'm prepared. I can do it. That is... Uh, the wrong spirit uh, to go into a fast because at its base, uh, a fast is about weakness. Um, it's about saying we don't have something we need. Um, whether it's an answer from God, um, an answer to prayer or direction or vision, um, a fast is a way of saying, God, I need you so badly. I'm so weak and needy of you. I'm going to say no to all of these things so I can focus on you and you alone. So I encourage all of you who will be fasting with us to not do it as a, a way of showing off your spiritual muscles, but a way of showing off your spiritual weakness, um, which is where Christ meets us. To help with this, uh, the church has come up with a couple different handouts uh, for each of the different fasts that you might choose. And also we produce some podcasts um, or with conversations about people in the body who had something to say about um, the three tracks. Um, and those will be all released this week. I believe one is already out. So I encourage you, um, if, you're, if you have questions about these fasts, to take a listen to the podcast, and maybe that will help direct you to see where God is pulling you to, to join us in these fasts. Um, the first uh, fast that we'll be talking about today, and we'll be seeing a little snippet of the podcast um, from is a food fast. Um, uh, it is presented from by uh, Carol Madison, who is the prayer ministries pastor at Hillside Church in Bloomington. She is also an editor for, uh, let's see, the Prayer Connect magazine, and she's an author of a book called uh, Prayer That is Caught and Taught, uh, Mentoring the Next Generation. So she has a lot of great things to say about fasting and prayer. And then also our very own Dan Jacobson, who grew up in this body um, and is currently a missionary with his wife, Eliza in Washington, D.C. with the Justice House of Prayer. So 
we have about five-minute video of them in their conversation uh, about fasting. So let's watch it now. If somebody was going to prepare to do their first fast, what, what would be some good steps? Determine that God's calling you to it. Mm-hmm. Because if he's not really calling you to the fast, then it's going to be difficult. And, you know, or I mean, it, it probably will be difficult anyway, but it's going to be more so if you're truly not called to it. And then I, I tell people the second thing is determine a focus. So why are you fasting? Do you have a specific prayer burden on your heart, or are you doing it as a part of um, your church, as a corporate kind of a thing, or do you just want to go deeper with the Lord intimately? But but determine a purpose. And then I I tell people, too, to to ask the Lord about what the duration of your fast is. You know, is it a one day? Is it a three-day, seven-day, 21-day, 40-day? Because if you go into the fast saying, well, I'm just going to fast for one day, and maybe it'll turn into seven days, I guarantee it'll be one day. So, so, you know, just up front, ask the Lord those questions. Why am I doing this? What's my focus? And how long do you want me to do this? Uh, One of the things that has helped me greatly is having a mindset that fasting doesn't move God. (laughs) Fasting moves me. (laughs) It gives Mm -hmm. my heart the opportunity to be moved more by God. Uh, fasting is a posturing. We look at look at that schedule. You know, if you're going to be fasting food, you know whether it's entirely fasting food or if there's something else, wherever that specific um, food or item that you're going to be fasting took place, try to replace it with prayer. That makes sense because if we're trying to make space for God, and all we're doing is taking away and yeah. not filling that space. Mm-hmm. With prayer or seeking God, we've lost the vision. If you could say what are the spiritual uh, benefits of taking time to fast and pray? It brings just a greater awareness of God. Um, you, you're aware of your own weaknesses because you're hungry and you're crabby and you're everything else, but it makes you aware of your dependency upon the Lord. In my weakness, Lord, you are strong. And so... You know, that whole, your attention is being focused back to the, the Lord in the midst of that fasting. And, and, it, and it kind of forces you to answer the question, you know, where do I go for comfort? Do I go to Jesus or do I go to the refrigerator? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's the, that's the wrestling that you do in the midst of fasting, and it takes you deeper in your relationship with Christ. Where maybe I'm not so minded on things of the Lord throughout my day, but when I'm fasting, I will notice sometimes more often I'm I'm think I'm more mindful of the things of God. What about with uh corporate fasting? And there's something about fasting corporately that's really powerful. And you can engage with one another, you can pray for one another, encourage one another, uh stand alongside each other. And uh, it just, it creates this sense of community. There's a sense of camaraderie where you're literally like, we're we're after something together. And there is such strength in doing something with other people, knowing that they're hungry (laughs) while you're hungry. There's comfort in that. (laughs) Like It's so silly, but it it also helps. And then what we've found um, when we're, we're fasting together, sometimes 
um, somebody will get something and another person will get something. And I'm sure, Carol, you've experienced this with your community where you're all getting something and you're bringing something to the table. And God's been talking to everybody. He has something to say to the, to the corporate, not the individual. But, but it's the, the speaking to the individual that contributes to the corporate. And then he takes you as a body where he wants to take you. What other kind of fasting is there? You can fast from sugar. You know, you can just say, okay, I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm really big on desserts and I am, I'm going to fast from sugar for the month. Or I know a lot of people, they fast from caffeine and that really is a big deal, you know, for them to cut out caffeine. It can get as unique and creative as, as the individual would want to. Yeah. Food, whether it be totally food and you're just doing water or you're doing a Daniel fast where you're doing vegetables and, and fruits or um, just cutting out certain parts of food. But if you're going to, let's say just for example, you're going to go on a water fast, I would recommend uh, taking some time, maybe even a week in preparation for your start date of when you're doing water to slowly start eliminating things. I think that's just so great. Um, It's kind of laying a foundation for us to just understand what fasting is. Um, And those of us who will be doing a food facet, um, that conversation was amazing. Uh, I believe that the whole podcast is out now or will be in the next day or so. Um, And so I encourage anyone who's interested in learning more to to listen to it in its entirety. Um, The next fast we'll be going over is the negativity fast. And Taylor Vongard and myself were asked to be... uh, part of the podcast for that. So when we were deciding who who would share about it this morning, um, I, I volunteered um, because I felt like we could have some fun together in uh, talking about um, what a negativity fast is. And I thought it was funny that Taylor and I were asked to to be a part of that conversation because if as people get to know us, they realize we're some of the most positive people you might meet. Um, Taylor just exudes joy um, and the way that he includes people and welcomes them in and really has never has had a negative thing to say about anyone. Um, it's just amazing. And then um, few people know this, but I actually won an optimist award in eighth grade. <laughs> and so, um, and while it seems like what, what would Taylor and I have to share about negativity, the, the honest truth about it is um, it takes work. Um, it's not natural for either Taylor and I to necessarily be positive about everything. Um, it takes work to be positive and have uh, an outlook that isn't negative and just looking at um, the tiny things that go wrong, but rather look at the great goodness that God is doing in the world. Um, and honestly, I'd never heard of a negativity fast before being asked to speak on the podcast. So it was enlightening for me to study a little bit and learn what this means, what we're trying to encourage people to do. Um, but a negativity fast is just about cutting out those sources of negativity that we consume and then begin to consume us as our attitude changes to be more and more negative. We're saying no um, to that. We're saying no to negativity. Um, and this fast is a little different because fasting from food, food is a good or neutral thing, um, and digital devices, the electronics we have, can be good or neutral things, but negativity seems to be just, you know, a negative thing. Um, but it's, it's more than just that. Um, we are trying to create space 
without negativity, to be more mindful about the inputs that change our moods, our attitudes, and our behaviors. And I'm not sure what those sources might be for you. Um, If I took a poll and got answers from everyone, there would be more answers than there are people in the room. Um, But some um, options that may hit home for you and hit home for me are um, watching the news, um, which oftentimes is way too focused on the negative things that are happening, whether it's about the pandemic or about politics or about tragedies taking place in our very own community. Um, For others, the sources of negativity might be fractures in your family and broken relationships that you have that um, seem to take up uh, space in your heads as um, you play out uh, imaginary conversations where um, seeming always to turn into arguments or debates where you always win. Um, This is a source of negativity that you might be feeling pushed to cut out of your life. Um, It might be um, following your favorite sports team a little too passionately and how um, when they perform poorly, it uh, sours your whole day. For me, a constant sort of negative feelings um, is how I experience other drivers on the road especially when the weather is a little less than ideal, like it has been the past couple weeks. I get a little too stressed out and wanting to get my own way and feel like all these people are just in my way and should get off the road. Um, But um, I feel convicted when I have these negative feelings because um, these people are just trying to get where they're going and they might be suffering from something, a tragedy has gone on in their life that I have known nothing about. And so my negative feelings... Um, hurt me as I project that frustration on other people. Eliminating all of these sources may seem a little impossible, though, unless we completely isolate ourselves and have zero contact with any other people, animals, or even the weather. And our goal is to not be completely isolated from the world, but to change our response to it. The invitation with this fast is to limit our exposure to known sources of negativity so that we can become more mindful about our attitude towards the world. More than anything, this negativity fast should be about not fueling those fires of negativity inside of us. Doing And doing that well can take years and years of practice and intention. So if you feel a nudge to lean into this fast, treat it like a baby step. You don't have to get it perfect. You might stumble and fall a little bit, but you're growing to have a more hopeful outlook on life. And as with all types of fasting, cutting out something is only one half of the picture. Something else needs to be added in to fill that space. Our goal here is that that space would be filled by God. But how God fills that space can be mysterious and strange, and we can't force it. We cannot control God, but we can appeal him to move, and we can create a proper posture in ourselves um, that he can come in and be close. So um, some things you might try um, to get closer to God are things like um, prayer, setting time aside, especially when those sources of negativity come in, to pray instead of feel frustrated and negative. Um, Times of scripture reading and and, uh, memorization where you're changing what you're thinking about. Or it might be um, just doing some meditation and being quiet before God and letting go of all those negative things. 
because um, you learn that um, it's so much easier to let go of the negative and then the positive just comes. A little story that I have um, when I... It seems like I did a negativity fast before I even knew what it was. Uh, this happened in the 2016 uh, presidential election, which um, was, if you remember, about as heated as this past one as well. Um, and early on, I knew that I could not engage with the politics like I normally had, that um, there was just too much negativity, too many voices arguing and fighting and saying things that just didn't make sense anymore. Um, and so with that, I decided that I wasn't going to engage. I wasn't going to fill my time keeping up to date on what every politician said and what their platform was because it was just too much and I didn't feel like I agreed with anyone that much. So instead, I decided to devote myself um, to prayer, um, to pray for someone who I felt needed it and who God was nudging me towards. Um, this person was um, now my wife's... Um, or is my wife's mother. So she wasn't my mother-in-law at the time, but she is now. Um, and she's been struggling with cancer. Um, so instead of thinking about politics and being fueled with that, I instead decided to pray just for one person throughout the entire um, political cycle while the election was happening. And it changed um, how I felt about the world at the time. When I felt like everyone was being negative and divided and hurting each other, I just felt closer and closer uh, to Muffy. Um, and that was uh, amazing. And so that might be something that you want to do during this time of fasting from negativity, that instead of engaging with that source, just pray for one person the entire 21 days. Um, your attitude towards them will change. <sighs> Thinking about the positive is simple, but it's not always easy. For many of us, it isn't what's simple or easy um, that keeps us in the negative thoughts. It's our habits to always go towards that. Time and time again, something bad happens, we have negative thoughts. Um, and habits can take time to change. Turns out a bad habit can be broken in about, you know, 21 days. So I hope that whatever route you take in these 21 days of fasting you are able to let go of some of those unhelpful practices and develop some new ones that help you experience God more in your life. And a scripture that I would like to end this part with is from Philippians 4.8, which, as you can see, reads, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is anything excellent— there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. So if you decide to fast from negativity, think about those things rather than the negative things. Which now leads us into our final fast, which is the digital fast. Um, Who we're going to see on the video is uh, Chase Hedrick. Um, He is also one of the voices on the podcast, along with Peter Webster and Will Crumholz who are um, young men in this body who have been meeting with Pastor Kevin uh, on Tuesday mornings and just sharing life with him as Kevin disciples them in things of God and growing up to be manly men. These uh, digital natives have been discipling Pastor Kevin in things around electronics and um, being a little more engaged with the current culture. So let's uh, watch and see what Chase has to say.
Our lives today are being consumed by digital devices. Applications and features, both good and bad, are fighting for our attention, and they are winning. So in this time of making space for God, our goal is to look at the digital devices that we have, our phones, our laptops, TVs, email, or text message, and ask ourselves, how can I give my device to God? A digital fast is a reduction or elimination of some type of digital device usage. We are calling our church specifically to participate for 7 or 21 days in January. Since everyone's consumption on their phones, their computers, their TV, uh, news media, or emails looks different, we are asking you all to evaluate individually your consumption needs and where you would like to redirect your attention to God. But when the phone, iPhone first came out, it kind of looked like social media, uh, like social media and games were really a problem of the, of the millennial generation. But the attend, design of these applications for our attention has spread to the internet, has spread to TVs and movies and the traditional news media even. So it's no longer a matter of whether digital devices impact you or consume you. It is a matter of how. So we must all take purposeful steps to consider the ways that digital devices control our lives and take steps to regain that control and give it to God. Also, God calls us to be diligent stewards of our time and constantly checking our phone, impulsively checking our email or texts, or mindlessly listening to the news is not the way that God would like to develop our relationship with him. In order to develop our relationship with him, we must have distraction-free time with him. Well, first, evaluate your needs. Where are you being consumed? Ask yourself, is this application or feature producing the kind of life that God wants me to have? Is this building up my character, or is it just a waste of time? Am I using this as an escape, or is this technology fulfilling a desire? Is this interrupting the relationship that God wants to build with me? Try deleting regularly used applications. Restrict the time of day, either in the morning or in the night, that you can access specific applications or all applications using the screen time function on your iPhone, removing notifications from distracting applications. Take phone-free walks, have phone-free dinners, or if you're really bold, leave the house without your phone. And finally, at the end of your fast, look at the ways that you would like to Build back that technology into your lives and take control of how you use the technology instead of allowing for the design of the technology to control and grab your attention. Well, I hope that gave you some practical ideas of how to implement the digital fast. I hope you're excited about it. I think it will be incredibly impactful for our church to participate in it. Listen to our Wyzetta Free Conversations podcast, episode 10, uh, Digital Fast. Uh, it has a lot more information, it's a lot more in-depth, uh, and has a lot of interesting kind of tidbits on how to take action and why it is so important. And finally, please contact me at hedrickchase at gmail.com. I would love to help personalize the digital fast with you and talk about ways to, to have a, a big impact for you. Great. Thank you, Chase. <clears throat> um, now that as we come to the close of this talk, um, 
I just want to remind you that um, we're starting this fast on next Sunday, January 10th, and we are encouraging everyone to participate. Um, we have these three different tracks in 21 days, so you can choose either to do one track the whole time, or you may choose to do one of each track for one week, so that you have some options of whatever the Lord is calling you, feeling like you're being moved to do. Um, so, um, just so excited to do this with you, um, because I know that the Lord has something to say to us as a church as we prepare into this next step, as we, we finish with this reset and move into what is next for the life of our church. Um, and just to give us a little bit of time for that, I think we should be quiet before God, um, maybe for just 10 to 15 seconds, and so that you can be quiet and see if the Lord is nudging you towards that. And after that, I'll say a word of prayer, and we'll continue on with the service. Jesus, we're open to you. We're open to what you will do in us, both as individuals and in this church. Lord, we know you have great things in store for us. We know that you have a plan for us and a vision for us. So Lord, we pray that you would meet us while we're letting go of things that distract us and make us numb to to your work in our life. So Lord, please show us which way you would have us go so that we can more faithfully follow you. Amen. I think it's best when you ever you talk about fasting, you should talk about feasting as well. Um, and remember that our eyes are not just focused on what we're giving up, but focused for what we're going to be having. And the goal is that we would be having more of God in these 21 days. So um, a great way to kick it off and to end the fast, in fact, because January 31st we'll be having communion again. But today, before we start um, our fasting, we're going to remember the feast that the Lord um, gave to us on the night that he was betrayed. Um, Taylor is going to lead us in a song of worship so that we can quiet ourselves and think about how good and great our God is. And then um, our very own Beth will lead us in a video of that she recorded, leading us in taking the elements together. So this is your last chance. If you have not grabbed your little packet with the elements, um, they're just right outside of the sanctuary. Pick one up, and then um, we'll be taking it together as a family. Thank you.